You know, I, I just think that this is such a wonderful interview. You know, the podcasters search for like the, the biggest and most successful and the, you know, investors. You really represent our typical client. They may not have ever gotten into real estate had they not had our encouragement and expertise and help along the way. And I love that nine years later, um, you also get to share, you know, your story, which is a very typical story for our clients. All right. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Replace Your Income with Kevin and... Steve. How's it going, Kev? I am doing good. We've got a special guest today. This is another one of these episodes that we love to do where we get to talk to one of our amazing clients and we get to talk about her experience. And she is going to be joining us from Vernal, Utah. And I hear... Now, Sherry, I'm going to introduce you in just a second, but I want to make sure that those listening realize that they may also get to hear from a couple of your office managers during the episode. You've got some <laughs> office managers there with you as well, right? I do. I'm a little worried about that, but you know, it is what it is. <laughs> so what breed are the office managers? I have a 13-year-old lab. He's kind of losing his mind a little bit, getting old, and then I have a Havanese. And, um, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, when you work from home, they just become spoiled rotten. And, you know, it is what it is. So my apologies <laughs> if they chime in. No, no, no. <laughs> if they chime in and bark, we're just going to interview them. But I do want to tell you, I know what it's like to have somebody in the office that's a little older and starting to lose it. Speaking of that, Steve, how was Thanksgiving? <laughs> <laughs> what? When was Thanksgiving? What, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, this is our first episode, post-Thanksgiving episode. And so, uh, Steve, d tell us, what is the definitive turkey recipe that you use? Oh, the definitive turkey recipe. I am kind of, uh, when it comes to turkeys, y'all know that I, I like to smoke meat. I've got my Traeger, and I, I do a lot of that on a regular basis. But turkey, I go pretty much au naturel, and I let it base in its own juices. I don't season it. I don't do any of that. Um, the key is to cook it to the, to, to the right temperature. After it hits 180 degrees, you give it about three more minutes, and then you pull it out of the oven, give it 20 minutes to kind of settle, let the juices soak back into the meat. Then you're carving it, and it is, it is the best. Well, there we go. Now, everybody, you didn't know when you showed up to replace your income to listen today that you'd know how to do a turkey, but now you do. You, you've heard it from the master at the grill, the pit master himself. Steve Earle, how to do a turkey. Well, thank you for that, Steve. I believe that we are all enriched as a result. Absolutely. Anytime anybody wants to come over for uh, for a little demonstration, I'll uh, I'll have a turkey ready to go. <laughs> awesome. Now I did, went a different route. I uh, I brined a turkey for twenty four hours and then I smoked it for nine. Hmm. But it turned out awesome, uh, and I dare say better than your turkey. Uh, could be. <laughs> we uh, we ought to have a little. Uh, Turkey cook-off. Yeah, I'm here right. a little challenge. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that'll be uh, that'll be next year on the Replace Your Income podcast. We'll have the great turkey challenge of 2024, and I can't believe I'm saying 2024 because we are really close to 2024. And now, as we conclude this year, 2023, it's been a crazy year. We've seen from a real estate standpoint. 
We've seen all kinds of things. Um, and before we really bring Sherry on and we start to talk through her experience, Steve, I think it would be really good just to kind of give everybody a little bit of a state of the union from a standpoint of what we're seeing in the real estate market right now. And we were talking a little bit about this yesterday, but you know, we love to kind of keep everybody up to speed on what are we seeing, what's happening in the market. And we've talked a little bit about this in some of the more recent podcast episodes, but I think the big thing that everybody should probably be aware is that right now, we've been telling you for the last, oh, I mean forever, that now's always the right time to buy. And and I don't know how much more emphasis and importance we can place on that because we are seeing in real time the pendulum truly starting to swing from a seller's market really to a buyer's market. So let's talk a little bit about that, Steve. What are some of the things that, that we're seeing both here locally in Utah, but then of course nationally that, that's indicating to us that we're moving a little bit more or are squarely in the middle of a buyer's market? The market has, it's been a really interesting market through, throughout the year, but in terms of it becoming a buyer's market, you know, that transition really began to take hold about you know, June, July, and we began seeing the opportunity to really ask for seller concessions on the buy side, on the buy side, which we haven't been able to do that now for, for several years. Now it has become part of our every single offer. We are asking concessions um, all the way from, from uh, a price reduction and not just a price reduction, but a price reduction and concessions of 2% that we typically use to uh, put towards buying down the interest rate. So we get kind of a, a triple whammy going on uh, because of the fact that, it's, that it is a, a buyer's market. One, a, a below uh, asking price offer. Number two, a minimum of 2% uh, in seller paid concessions. And then number three, that using those concessions to buy the interest rate down. So, so we kind of call it our, our, triple, our triple whammy opportunity in this new buyer's market opportunity. I just read an article um, off of Emma News that I subscribe to um, regarding the fact that in today's market, more than 65% of all offers now include um, a request for seller uh, paid concessions. And so it, it truly has shifted to a buyer's market and an opportunity to uh, to buy it at a little bit of a discount um, compared to what we have seen over the last couple of years. So so it's a pretty phenomenal uh, opportunity. There are there are homes on the market. Homes are staying on the market a little bit longer than, than typical. Average days on market in Utah, I just looked at that stat, um, is is close to 45 days. And so, whereas before it was like 4.5 seconds uh, uh, that a, a home, literally a home would stay on the market. So that. huge opportunity <laughs> for buyers in this market. Although, and the other thing that's been interesting is that interest rates have actually come down just slightly um, from a high of, of uh, for investors of over 8% to about seven and three quarters. You buy that rate down by 1% and we're in the 6.75 you know, range. Uh, now on uh, you know on the purchases that, that our clients are making, so right in that mark where you know now all of a sudden you know cash flows can actually be you know a little bit positive, 
And, and so from that standpoint, the fact that there's more properties, there's less competition, and, and we're able to buy um, at those discounts and with the seller paid con concessions, um, that's kind of the state of where we're at in terms of, of our buyers um, uh, working in the market today. Thanks for sharing that. The other article that I saw, I forwarded to you that is just interesting. It's kind of semi-related. You know, I think that people love to look at what are the big names in business or finance doing? And uh, we just saw an article today from Yahoo Finance that uh, Jeff Bezos is 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 doubling down on the influence that he's having on the single family residential investment market. Um, and and so that's just another one of those interesting things, right? When, I guess what he's doing, Kev. He's yeah. buying. Yes. He's buying. That's exactly what that, he's that's doing. Where the the you know that's where the big money is is moving towards is because and they they follow that that opportunity. Well, and I think it's just important, right? It, as as homes continue to appreciate, as well as when interest rates are a little bit higher, if homes become less reasonable for the average person to be able to buy, then somebody has to own that supply. And we say it all the time. We want to own supply where demand is high. We always know that demand is not never any higher than it is in single family residential real estate, three bed, two bath, two car garage, and awesome sort of neighborhoods and cities with great economic sort of factors. And that is the stuff that we are doing. And so for our clients right now that own and our clients that are continuing to buy now is such an ideal time. Not only do you have everything Steve talked about with it swinging into a buyer's market and, and some of that opportunity, but just in general, it's where the opportunity is and will likely continue to be for the foreseeable future, especially when it comes to real estate and where there's less competition because it's less affordable for average people sort of buying primary residences, we still have an opportunity to to take advantage and offer awesome homes to great families and then take advantage of some of the financial benefits of owning real estate. So yeah, so oh, as always, Steve, we're always pretty, uh, you know, we're always pretty excited about what's happening in the market. I, I don't think you could show us a market that we wouldn't be excited about. And the other thing that I'm excited about is now we are going to turn to our special guest. We have Sherry McCurdy with us. And Sherry, thank you for letting us a sidebar and just talk a little bit about what's going on in the market. We love to use this podcast as a platform, just kind of let people know what's going on. And we love to use this as a platform to be able to interview amazing clients just like you who are really doing this, who are really in the market, who are generating income from real estate, who are going through the ups and the downs of the market as a real estate owner with Done For You Real Estate. And so Sherry, thank you so much for joining us today on the Replace Your Income podcast. Yeah, thank you. I'm gaining some knowledge as I listen to both of you too so kind of with the experts, awesome that's right that's how that's how I feel every time I'm in a room with Steve. I always discount his intelligence, and then he starts to speak, and I go, "Oh, he actually knows what he's talking about." It's really <laughs> I, I'm assuming most of our podcast listeners have that experience on a regular basis. Probably, um, like does this guy really? And then he talks, and you go, "Holy cow, he's really smart." Fun fact: so we actually take a lot of uh, our podcast uh, content and we put it out there on social media, and some of our best performing social media posts are when Steve is just steving all over the place talking about real estate and talking about his knowledge and it's great people love it because uh the guy knows the guy knows what he's talking about and sherry so do you because you have been investing in real estate for a little bit of time here and you've had some experience that we want to talk a little bit about today and so i'd love for you to start and just kind of share with us a little bit of your background kind of what you do professionally and and what led you to done for you real estate 
I've always been kind of a, a money watcher in the family. Started, you know, very young. I've always been involved in accounting and tracking money. Um, I worked a lot of jobs in the accounting profession, and then I was a, a director of a transportation district. I worked there for about 17 years where I tracked to the penny millions, millions of dollars on bridge road projects. Like, so it's always kind of it's been crazy. my thing. I think I, yeah. I kind of drive our financial advisors crazy um, <laughs> because I do like to have help. I'm definitely not an expert in that, but I have a spreadsheet and I, I track the, the wins and the losses. And when things don't look good, I'm like on the phone, me and my husband, like, we got to have a meeting. What's going on? We're nervous, you know. I've just always kind of been that person. Seems like if I join a club, I end up being the treasurer, you know. That is, it's just <laughs> my thing. Yeah, I don't have a degree to do it. I just, I went to the school of hard knocks and kind of worked my way through it. So, and I think significant to this too is my husband and I, we graduated a very long time ago. We're both 58. Um, and we came out into the world like young, young and dumb, right? But we bought our first house for $30,000 in Vernal, Utah. Oh, scarier than That's amazing. Can I say scarier than hell on a podcast? <laughs> you sure can. <laughs> and so we've been at it for a long time and we've seen how property values, no matter what, they grow through the ups and the downs. I mean, they might, you know but they've done nothing but go up. And we've seen that with our, our homes and some personal investments that we've made here in Vernal. Um, property, even, our, even some of our um, investments that we've done through our investor, they still invest in property. So it's just always felt like a wise thing to do. That's great. Can I ask you, what year did you buy a home for $30,000? Oh, let's see. Let me think about that. Um, probably 88. 88. And what would you guess? Do you guys still own that home? No, no. But now it would probably sell for um, $230,000, I mean, that crazy? It, it makes it really hard when you go buy a car and, you know, they're like the nicer cars are like $75,000 and you think, oh, we bought our house for $30,000, you know? Yeah. I mean, I probably have so steep feet on age, but it's hard, you know? But it does, when you reflect back on that, you're like, wow, we've got enough age yeah, my, my wife and I, we bought our We bought our first home in Provo, Utah for $72,000 in 1996. And that home today is is worth you know in the high 200s now you know it is a very small just this nice little brick home in an older neighborhood and uh the the power of time is there there's there are some benefits kevin to getting older <laughs> yeah hey look these crow's feet are, are for naught i know about getting older my kids remind me all the time how old they think i am um and so while you have a few years on me steve I am also, look, when I stand up from sitting on the couch, my knees let me know that I'm not exactly 22 anymore, okay? Um, but, you know, I didn't buy my first home until 2007, but I bought it in Orem, and, when, and, I, and I bought it for right around 200000 and, you know, 
it, it's today it's worth uh, right around half a million, you know, and so even just in that sort of short time frame, you know, you see it. And so I, and whenever we have a conversation like that, what I think is so imperative for people to understand is the earlier you buy, the better you will be. And, and that, to me, that's a blanket statement, right? So the sooner or earlier you buy, the better you'll be. And, and that means, that's why on this podcast, Steve and I say all the time, the best time to invest in real estate was 20 or 30 years ago. The second best time to invest in real estate is today, right? It's just like planting a shade tree. We talk about that all the time for the very reason that there is this multiplier of time that we know that time is going to exist no matter what we do. We don't know what effect time is going to have on real estate, but like you alluded to, Sherry, we know that over time that real estate is going to appreciate. Um, and if we're able to be patient, we're able to give it time, it, it becomes this magical thing. Uh, and, and I don't know how often we've said it on the podcast, Steve, but I just want I just always feel so obligated to reiterate to anybody listening that if you are still waiting and you are still on the sideline, why? You must enter this market. You must enter the fray. You must get off the bench and, and get into the game. You've got to get to the plate because you are never going to get on base if you don't take the first step and get out of the dugout. And and that's uh, for us, you know, that may be buying a primary residence. That may be, uh, you know, partnering with somebody on a property. That may be buying your first investment property in a DFY market or even somewhere else that's not a DFY market that, you know, whatever the case is, we just know that real estate changes financial lives and, and you've got to get in as early and as soon as you can, as soon as you can. So Sherry, um, two questions for you. Um, what's been kind of the, the most difficult thing about being a real estate investor, number one, and then what has been like the best thing for you about being a real estate investor? Well, and Sherry, before you answer that, let me back up. Maybe tell everybody what your portfolio looks like today, so they kind of know, you know, what they what you've purchased, uh, how long you've had the home, sort of what that journey's been, and then if you would kind of, uh, you know, caboose that with what Steve just said, that'd be great. Okay, if I get off track, you remind me. So, <laughs> okay. Um, so in 2014, we bought a property. Um, I think it's two bedrooms. It's just a small piece of property in Kissimmee. Uh, we had a IRA at the time, kind of sitting back. My husband had um, changed jobs, and we just had that set back. And we used that to purchase the property and rehab. Um, it was scary. You know, we just built a new home. We were kind of tapped out getting into the home, which, again, has appreciated beyond our imagination. Um, but we bought the, the house, I'm going to look at my notes here, in Kissimmee for about $108,000. And we did some rehab on it, put tile in, um, $115,000 investment. Um, and you just, bought it in an IRA, right? Yeah. So it was a self-directed IRA? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So we did. And it, it was nice. We had a lot of help with all the rules, all the things that you can and can't do. You know, we've never seen the house. That's kind of crazy. Like, you know, we've seen pictures and, you know, we watch the storms come through and we cross our fingers, everything's going to be good. But it's kind of odd because we have not physically been to the house. And that was a, a really hard thing for us to kind of wrap our heads around because we like to be involved in things. Um, so we've owned that nine years, right? Well, my last CMA 
that Done For You did um, were at $292,000. So crazy. by far, I know, I wish I would have bought. It's that, you know, shoulda, coulda, woulda, because I had a change in my my job um, and walked away from that. And so we didn't continue investing, and I kind of kicked myself in the butt for that. But I ran an analysis in my accounting program of the rent that we brought in on this alone. And, you know, there's expenses. Um against that, but we have brought in $114,000 in just rent alone, which is about our wow. purchase price. So that's amazing. The cash flow has been really good. Um, you know, we had one storm, we replaced the roof, that was great. Um, challenges, challenges have been, uh, we started off with a management company that was not extremely on top of things. It made it really difficult. You've got to have a good company to work with. Um, it, that drove me nuts because I'm a hands-on kind of person, you know? And we made a change a few years in that's been really good. And having that management company is key because we learned that we don't have to be hands-on. Like, we don't have to worry about the leaky toilet. We have a guy that calls to get that fixed for us. And it's just taken care of because we have a good management company. They've been fabulous to work for. Um, insurance has been kind of a problem, to be honest. It's an older home. There's a lot of rentals in Florida. We got dropped on our insurance after we had the roof claim. Kind of had to struggle, find new insurance. Most fine. Lost a few nights sleep. We took care of that. We have that all taken care of now. Yeah. So one thing I find interesting is, so uh, a lot of times, you know, we have clients on our, on our podcast and they've, you know, they've bought like 10 homes or 15 homes and, and they, you know, they have this grand, you know, story. What I really like about this conversation is you purchased one property and um, let me ask, like, how has just that one property um, impacted your lives? Like, what has that like meant to you? And what do you think it will mean to you as you uh, approach retirement years? Well, I think it's by far our, our best investment. You know, as I told you, I tracked that on a spreadsheet. You now we're taking that income, which is around, I think, $1,400, $1,500 a month. And we have very little expense against that. So then we're reinvesting that income. So we're getting the the growth on the house and then we're getting the reinvestment of the, the income. And then we're getting, you know, like when we retire, we can either just take, you know how that works. You either take the rent and you, you know, or however you want to do it, whenever you need it, I guess, kind of thing. I kind of see this as something as we retire that we'll hold on to for a while before we sell when all the other things start to dwindle because it's going to keep gaining in value. So, yeah, I wish I had 10 to track, but it's kind of fun to see this one. Um, we also purchased, we invested in a building for a salon and helped my daughter start a salon here in Vernal. And I think I love this one because, like I said, you give it to a property manager, you establish a relationship with them, you know it's taken care of. And that salon, those kids are down there every weekend doing maintenance. It's gained value, but it is hard. 
this property has been so much easier than I thought it was going to be. So you've made back your initial investment just in rents collected, which effectively means that, you know, you're, the, the investment's been, I always like to think of it like this. So now that the investment has come back, as the property continues to grow, as the cash flows continue to come, there's not even a way to calculate theoretically what your return on investment would be, right? Because what you've got is you have an asset that, I mean, obviously we could run certain calculations in a spreadsheet or on a, on a calculator, but th the way I always view real estate for me is what, if, if, I, if I no longer have money sitting in the property, but the property continues to appreciate and continues to cash flow, that's an infinite return. That's like owning a magical money machine, right? That's like I, I uh, a book that that's the book that Steve and I just wrote um, that we've got coming out here pretty soon. You know, I, I use an analogy in there of a magical money machine. Like imagine, you know, somebody gave you one of those uh, machines where you put a dollar in and you know it spits out quarters, right? It makes change. But imagine if you put a dollar in and then it just never stopped making change, right? The dollar'd be in the machine, but you get that first dollar back, but then that just keeps spitting out quarters over and over and over again. I mean, that would feel like a magical money machine. And in effect, that is precisely what you guys have done with your amazing decisions by owning real estate and this property in particular in Florida that now you've at least made back what you invested in it. Now, granted, you, you know, you, you still got it in the IRA. It's going to continue to grow. You've got all the appreciation. You've got all the cash flow and the benefits that'll continue. But it's like this magical money machine. And really what you did is you bought the right kind of property in the right market at the right time. And then you just wait. You just hang on for the ride. And I love that. That what you're talking about. And to Steve's point, I love that you've bought this one property and I know you wish you had 10, but I love that you have this one property and this one property has been, I mean, is it fair to say that this has been um, a, a powerful, had a powerful impact on you and your husband's financial future? Oh, absolutely. You know, you set a goal, you work towards it and I'm trying to hit that, that number on the spreadsheet so we can retire. Um, COVID slowed us down. Now we're oil and gas, you know how that goes. Like sure. the booms and the bust are pretty, pretty rough. We wrote that out. Um, but this has probably been our most stable. One of the really cool things about this property that we were super nervous about when we made the decision was to put it under, I think they call it section eight in Florida. So that renter has government, government assistance making the rent and we lost a renter, but we're on a list because we're pre-approved for Section 8. So we're never without a renter. And we have, we've had this lady for probably four or five years. Yeah, it's fabulous. Like, I just don't see how we can lose on this. You know, it's, yeah. a, it's in that range where there's such a need there for that rental that I just don't think we can lose on this. Nine years. I love that. You know? Let me ask you this question. So I know, you know, we always know that we've got people listening that uh, are still, they're gun shy or they're just unsure if they are wanting to enter the fray. I'm just curious, what, what advice would you give to someone who's considering real estate investment, but they're maybe hesitant to take that, that first step? What, maybe what cautions would you give them and what advice would you give them? Um, well, I would say do your homework with who you're working with. 
um, talk to other people that have worked with them because, you know, you want somebody that's very credible. Um, you know, there's a lot to it. You have to have your legal taken care of. Um, there's some maintenance on the property, some complicated things as far as registered agents and minutes and different things. If you don't have the ability to do that yourself, then you definitely want to figure all that out. I mean, it's, it's not just you buy the property and, and you're done. There is some responsibility there. But I would say do your homework. And, um, you know, I, I think, and, you know, you guys are the experts on this, but even investing now, and, and I've tried to talk my husband into this, we're getting to the point where we're trying to be conservative. We're almost there to our magic number on the spreadsheet. Um, but even if you invest now and the interest rates are higher, those get passed on to the people that are renting your place. So that all just kind of works itself through. You still have the property value going up and the rents coming in and the investment on the rents. And as long as that's managed well, and I can't do that on my own, you know, get help and, and do your research before you trust people. And then just hold on because it really has been amazing. Don't don't put it off. Don't. I still wish, like I said, I wish I, my goal was to have three, but it didn't work out. But this one's been, it's been really good. Oh, that's awesome. Well, that's great, Sherry. I think that is great advice. I appreciate you sharing your story. I appreciate you coming on and letting us talk a little bit about real estate with you, and you just kind of sharing with us what it's been like. I love that you've got this magical money machine in Florida that's just churning uh, out dollars for you. I think it's phenomenal. And I appreciate some of the things that you've said, so many of the things that you've said here today. Uh, Steve, any parting words before we wrap the episode? You know, I, I just think that this is such a wonderful interview. Um, again, I, I kind of go back to, you know, oftentimes on podcast, podcasts, uh, you know, the podcasters search for like the the biggest and most successful and the, you know, investors, I, you really represent our typical client who they, they may not have ever gotten into real estate had they not, you know, had our encouragement and expertise and help along the way. And I love that nine years later, um, you also get to share, you know, your story, which is a very typical story for our clients, which is, you know, I, I was very tentative when I got started in it. I was nervous. I had my reservations, but I took the leap. And uh, because, you know, you did your research and you, you could see what the potential, uh, the projections, the opportunity was. And uh, you took that leap. And now, you know, nine, almost 10 years later, um, you have such a great story uh, with this one property, such a such an amazing experience. And so. Um, for me, it's kind of like this is the epitome of, of the, the story of all stories. Well, maybe the point to this is you don't have to buy huge to profit, you know, and I do think there is some value in diversity um, of a brother who had everything invested in coal. And we all know what happened with coal. And so it's just good to have diversity, you know, property, maybe some stocks, just feel comfortable in your investment and know that they're stable, you know, and this has just been a really good investment for us. 
That's awesome. Well, thank you, Sherry. And and folks, if you're listening, what, you know what Steve just reiterated, what you just heard from Sherry, what I love so much is we talk all the time about real estate is a function of stacking micro wins, right? It's little win on top of little win. It's not swinging for the fences. It's not knocking it out of the park. It's doing the right things consistently. And then over time, it yields fruit. The whole idea of money ball real estate or micro wins to millions is make the small effort stick with it and those things stack over time and compound into something really amazing and really magical like the property that you have sherry and so i love your story i love that you were willing to come on and share it thank you for your time thank you for your advice steve thank you for your words of wisdom and uh, we hope this has been an enjoyable episode for everybody we hope that you'll get off the bench that you'll start stacking micro wins that you'll get to the plate and just hit a real estate single because it can truly transform so much of your financial reality if you're just willing to take that first step and stick with it so with that thank you everybody for joining us sherry thank you for coming on today steve as always good to be with you we'll wrap the episode today and we'll talk to you real soon thank you have a good one